A very good day to all of our listeners. This is Abraham Foss of For Your Good Ministries International. It has been my privilege to bring you weekly teachings that we have entitled There's Only One. And so today we're going to look at a subject that I really trust is going to be an encouragement to many people. And I've entitled or headed this subject today, There's Only One Way, There's Only One Way to Interpret Scripture as a New Testament Believer. I could also phrase it this way, there's only one outcome you should come to when you are interpreting Scripture. And so if we have any outcome other than that that I'm now going to teach from the Word of God, we've actually interpreted Scripture incorrectly. And so Paul is writing to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 15 and explains to Timothy how he should read Scripture when reading it. And he says in 2 Timothy 2 verse 15, he says, study to. So that word to indicates the purpose of that that he's about to say. So what your outcome should be, what you should derive, is that that's now going to follow. So he says, study to show yourself approved to God. So what he's not saying is the opposite. We don't study to show ourselves disapproved to God. When we study, we're interpreting Scripture accurately, when in our study, our conclusion is we have been approved by God and are approved to God. Now that's a huge statement that Paul is making. Of course, he's talking to a New Testament context because of what Christ attained at the cross. For example, in Romans chapter 8, verse 1, it says, There is now therefore no, that's quoted in the absolute tense, in other words, to the exception of nothing and to the inclusion of nothing, says there is now therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That's because we're in Christ Jesus. We're born again of the Spirit. Christ Jesus lives in our spirit and we are one with Jesus Christ in our spirit without sin or any consequential matter whatsoever. In fact, John puts it quite succinctly when he says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 17, he says, just as Jesus is, exactly as Jesus is, if, he, if Jesus had DNA, we could say DNA particle for DNA particle, just as Jesus, so are we in this world. Not just in the age to come, but in this world. So let's go back to our text today. So Paul is saying, study for what purpose, for what reason? To show yourself approved to God. He says, a worker who does not need to be ashamed. Don't read scripture to come out with a conclusion of being ashamed. Why? Because the shame is condemnation. Condemnation is the weapon of the enemy. He beats us up and he condemns us. In Christ Jesus, there's no condemnation. So we come out feeling ashamed, we give avenue to the enemy to bring condemnation to us and to beat us up. Jesus has one salvation for us, with the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and nothing changes that status in our spirit man. In John chapter 4, verse 24, it says, God is a spirit, 
And those who worship him, that is God, must, again, that's in the absolute tense, to the exception of nothing. Those who worship means those who relate to him in intimacy. Those who worship him must not relate to him outside of the spirit man. So it says this, God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. That truth is a reference to, a pointing to the person of truth, the person of Jesus Christ. So worship means spirit, where Jesus Christ dwells, where Jesus Christ won for us. And so when we study the word of God, we must come out with the conclusion that we have been approved by God, of course because of Jesus Christ who lives in us, who has made us as is Jesus, as is himself in this world, in a righteous status. You cannot come out feeling condemned when you know that you're righteous. So we study for what reason? To show ourselves approved, not disapproved. To show ourselves approved to God. A worker or one who studies, who does not need to be ashamed. And then Paul says some huge things here that are helpful. He says, rightly dividing the word of truth. That's a huge insight that he's sharing with Timothy. In other words, the word of God is written in divisions. And what are those divisions? So when we go to the word of God, if we don't understand the divisions, then we can come up with the wrong conclusion. I did that for many years, but now I understand that the word of God is written in different divisions. For example, the word of God is written in seven different covenants, of which three are the most primary the first 2,000 years of mankind, we had the covenant of mercy, where God didn't give us what we deserved. Then in the next 2,000 years, we had the covenant of the law, where there was consequence to our action. And many people try and apply the law into the last covenant that Jesus brought for us, which is grace by faith, or the church dispensation, or who we are founded in the person of Jesus Christ. So if I go to scriptures around the law... Not understanding the division is it has its application to those who were under that covenant, I could come out feeling condemned. But we live in the grace by faith, the new covenant church dispensation, which will also reign for around about 2,000 years, making up a total of in and around 6,000 years. And then we reign with Jesus Christ for a thousand years thereafter, making up the full 7,000 years that scripture speaks about. So the first division, we must read the Bible understanding it's written into covenants. Let's look at another two, maybe three examples for time's sake. We're limited to just that. Then the Bible also writes into different contexts. So we don't understand the context of that that we're reading. We can miss what the author is writing about. Another helpful insight or division is that the Bible is written to different audiences. For example, to the church in Galatia, Paul was writing, it's very harsh there, because he's writing to those who are slipping back into law, they were wrongly dividing the word of truth, slipping back into law and falling under condemnation. He says, whoever's teaching you this stuff, let him be accursed. And I say again, let him forever be accursed. So he's writing to that church or the context of those who are slipping back into legalism and not maintaining what Paul had brought to them, which was grace by faith in the person of Jesus Christ. The book of Hebrews, for example, is written to those who are mixing law with grace. 
And so when I understand that, I understand the audience that the author is writing into. To James, for example, James is writing to the Gnostics, which are those who claim one thing, but live a different lifestyle, if you like. When you read the book of Job, for example, it's a book that describes a context on an audience of being confused or living in the thing I greatly fear or defending the way I do things that results in confusion gives avenue to the enemy to impose my life and I get confused and misidentify the enemy with God and I blame God for what the enemy does. That's the context of the book of Job. Job chapter 41 and 42, by the way, is really the explanation of the entire book. You can't read that book without getting to chapter 41 and 42. In the Bible, let's look at one other, writes to my spirit, or my soul, or my body. And so when I understand what is spirit, for example, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, I'm a new creation. 1 John 4, verse 17, we spoke about that earlier. I'm just as is Jesus. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's all writing about my spirit status, which is the true me, from which place I relate to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So let's look at that scripture one more time, and then we'll conclude. So Paul's writing, he says, study for what reason to show yourself approved, never disapproved. You're approved to God because of Jesus Christ. A worker who does not need to be ashamed, no shame or condemnation. And how do we realize that or not lose that outcome? By rightly dividing the word of truth. And there we spoke about a few understandings of divisions of the Bible, covenants, uh, we spoke about context briefly. We spoke about audiences that the writer is writing into. We spoke about, for example, spirit, soul, and body. So may I encourage us that when you go to the Word, every time we need to come out showing ourselves that we are proved to God, there's no need to be ashamed because of Jesus Christ. And so God bless you. This is Abraham Foss of For Your Good Ministries. You're welcome to look us up on our website, www.foryourgood.net. Send us a question, send us a message. We'd love to engage with you. God bless you for the rest of this day and for the, for the rest of this week. This is Abraham Foss saying farewell.